0: All right, hey, Mitch, so excited to have you, brother. I can't wait to talk with you today about overcoming anxiety as a competitor. I know there's athletes all around the world that struggle with this. I'm one that that wrestled through this in my career, and I'm just really excited to be able to just talk about some of the things you're finding victory with, uh, some of the experiences you've had, doctors you've spoken to, but also just how your faith plays into overcoming anxiety and how you can compete at a high level, even though you still have some of this stuff going on internally, and so, Mitch, so excited to have you.
1: Happy to be here.
0: All right, man. Well, let's kick this thing off. Why don't you share with us your story? Give us some insight into kind of how you got to where you are today playing for Atlanta and the ECHL and how this struggle and this battle with anxiety has been part of your confidence struggle over the years.
1: Sure. You know, I've kind of always struggled with energy level and I had allergies growing up. I still have them, food allergies. So, just the way I felt on the ice and sort of my overall health has always been a little bit of a bumpy road. I was telling the stocks and it was specifically rough at the time coming back from this concussion and kind of, you know, trying to work up to training and getting back on the ice and everything. And, you know, he started asking me sort of a list of questions that one of those questions and getting it right would have been like, Oh, okay. Like, I guess you got lucky, but he asked me like seven in a row. Like, do you have a parent that's really intense? I'm like, yeah. Um, and you know, if you, he's asked, he's like, did your allergy show up uh, around the age of uh, 10 or 11? I'm like, yeah. And just kept asking questions. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, eventually he was just like, Hey, like you might not show up, but I think you have a really high level of anxiety. And he's like, you probably cope with it well on the outside. And you might not even realize it, but there's probably things that you do that you don't realize that are just completely draining you of energy. And so that was super eye opening. And he gave me some things to do physiologically that really helped kind of to maintain sort of that system, you know, between sympathetic and parasympathetic and dorsal and sort of those, you know, the functionality of your body to kind of get it to chill out. And that way, when you need energy, it's actually there. But obviously there's a huge spiritual component to that the anxiety, you know, there's definitely things that trigger it and there's causes for it, and especially in such a uh, competitive atmosphere. There's a lot of things that can kind of get to you along the way. So this know.
0: is fascinating and this is awesome. I can't wait to unpack this. How does this play out for you? Like in a practical way, game to games, you know, during the season, is it in game? Is it post game? Like when does it happen and how do you navigate that?
1: Yeah, I think, you know, it kind of depends. Um, and I think, you know, sort of prior to you know figuring some of the stuff out is it was all the time um you know one of the things that he learned and you know maybe you know maybe a lot of people know or maybe they don't i don't know but you know there's such a direct correlation between your thoughts and you know your physiological like you know your physiology he sort of broke it down saying he's like listen like if you sit around all day and you have these thoughts you know these anxious thoughts going in your head He's like, your body is like digesting that. He's like, if there's a direct correlation, it's like your body goes into sympathetic mode, even just sitting there. You know, if I'm sitting here, I might look, you know, calm and cool or whatever. But if these thoughts are going through your head, your body's reacting to it. And so he's like, when you do, when it's actually time to go, your body's exhausted. you spent all day thinking about this. You're not relaxed. You're not, you know, preserving any sort of energy. And so it was pretty interesting. But as far as, you know, when, yeah. I mean, for me, I was always a guy like, I hate going into a new locker room with a bunch of guys. I'm like, Oh, you know, what if I, you know, what if I stink out there? You know, what's this guy going to think about me? What's this, you know, what's the coach think about me? What's he going to say about me? Oh, no, I'm not on the power play. I'm not, I'm not on this line or that line. You know, there's a million things within hockey that can, you know, make you, you know, your mind run sideways forever. So yeah, Anything. And then it when it starts
0: running, like like you said, like our thoughts radically impact, you know, the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system in our body. And we can end up on adrenaline and, and just our, we can, our bodies can be working and exhausting ourselves. And we're not even moving. We're just sitting there, but our thoughts are just driving so intently. Yeah. Tell us some more about some of these discoveries. How are you learning to, to be aware of this in your game? And how is this affecting you right now as you're starting your fourth season of pro like how are you learning to kind of manage this
1: yeah honestly i think the part that was such a game changer like some of it is inevitable right like it's not like i'm never gonna be anxious it's not like i'm never gonna be like oh shoot i wonder what this guy thinks about me and granted those are things to work on but i think a big part of it for me was like away from the rink like you know doing Sitting around doing nothing, I'd find myself just like my mind's just running, thinking about things where it's like there's no reason for that to be. Th- those things, like they c- compound, like it builds up over time. And it's like if you're sitting there and just doing that, like you're not resting. So I think one of the biggest things was just being aware. All of a sudden, like, you know, I would catch myself, be like, okay, like this makes sense. And I'm like a big fidgeter too. Like, you know, you find yourself just doing like little things like this. And it's like, okay, why aren't you just like, just relax, right? it's like it's funny even doing something like this where we're videoing this right like makes me a little on edge and you find yourself like you know you're tapping your foot or whatever so it's little things like that that are that were kind of cues to help me like realize that like man like you need to relax and so I would say that was probably the biggest thing and there was other things too that like as far as fluctuating between um sympathetic and parasympathetic like he this doctor had me start doing um sort of contrast starting with like ice ice bath and then like hot going back and forth and kind of like showing your body like you can go from this to this and it's like almost teaching it to like go back and forth between those functions you know kind of a combination of those two things really made a difference like i was very like since that point and kind of honing in more on that it's been very noticeable in the way that i just feel on the ice and just every day i mean Outside of like, obviously, you know, physically, I want to feel good on the ice too. But, you know, realizing that you're sitting there and you're having all these anxious thoughts, it's, that's not always fun either. Like I, I'm better at relaxing now and kind of letting go, if that makes sense.
0: Well, it's really cool to hear because what you're, what, what you're experiencing, you're learning, you're learning how to become aware of what's going on internally, but it's really a picture of how God's made us. Like we are physical we have a mental side we think and we have you know positive and negative thoughts that are going on and the spiritual side of it is absolutely essential because without it every remedy is is inadequate so how does your faith play into overcoming this anxiety battle as an elite athlete
1: yeah i think you know when it deals directly with what i was talking about like you know faith is a big part of the why it's like okay like i'm anxious well don't be anxious well why shouldn't you be anxious, right, and it's like, okay, it's because your identity shouldn't be in your ability to play hockey, right, like, that's not who I am, right, Uh, I'm a child of God, that's who I am, and that needs to become who I believe that I am, right, and so I think that's, that was a big shift too, and sort of, and going through a lot of this, um, you know, with you, and sort of um, the different groups that we've kind of, you know, studied with, um, like, understanding that, like, you know, hockey is not the end all be all. And yes, I want to be successful. I want to do well. But um, if I'm that caught up on that, it's probably not going to go that well. And in the big scheme of things, like I'm not on earth to be a good hockey player. I'm on earth to worship God, to to live out, you know, what he calls us to be. And so I think that's super helpful when kind of dealing with these thoughts. And it's like, you know, I catch myself, you know, running through my mind. It's like, oh, shoot, you know, I didn't play well last game. Am I going to be in the lineup? And when you start to break it down and really think about it, it's like, it's okay. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I won't be in the lineup tomorrow. It's all right. Maybe I get well, sent down.
0: Well, you're nailing, can... you're, you're, you're nailing it like, yeah, our identity in Christ liberates us from being a slave to our performance and what people think about us. And so we start to find freedom. We start to find victory. In, and then the word of God is powerful. It's authoritative and it severs all the lies and falsehoods and deceitfulness that we can be wrapped up in, in our minds. And it and through the power of god we can start taking thoughts captive and making them obedient to christ so you have a power source and you have the word of truth to be able to battle this anxiety battle going on internally and so it's the lord's truth the lord's word plus these promises about who he declares you to be that liberates you it sets you free and gives you power to start taking back charge of what's going on inside It sets your eyes on eternity it sets you on this bigger purpose that you're competing for so everything goes up your your resilience goes up your passion your purpose your your motivation you're now motivated by love instead of fear and you're secure in christ you have nothing to prove and you start finding victory it doesn't minimize the battle the battle's still there but we're getting tools to fight it and we're starting to walk in greater freedom and the longer you walk in that and the longer you win, you start to see circumstances through a different lens and you start to live a confident, victorious life as you continue to apply these principles. It's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think too, like you just said it, but it's like the battle's still there, but it also, you know, changes perspective in a way too, right? Like the cliche in hockey is like, you know, control the controllables, right? And it's like, okay, well, I guess that's a little better, but it's like the reality is that you can only control what you can control but also it's like, you know, I'm in God's hands, right? Like he's, he's got it under control and it's like, his will is going to be done. So it's, you know, and not that that's always easy to rest in because the reality is, is I do not always want what God wants for me. Um, I want to, I'm working on that part of it, but there is still some freedom in knowing it's like, okay, like God's still God, like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't, I don't want to get benched i don't want to you know get scratched i don't want to get sent down it's like well if i had my way i'd be connor mcdavid in the nhl and i'd put up you know 150 points a year but there's only one of him and god has his plan for his life for my life and you know his plan for his life right and it's like you know resting in that is you know definitely freeing in a way
0: well you bring up a tremendous point here like we are in a constant place of learning to surrender and trust We have dreams, and we have we have passions that we want to accomplish. We want to play in the NHL. We want to do great. I wanted that, and it's a daily battle as an athlete to surrender and trust. When changes are being made all the time, especially at the pro level, and you got new players coming into your locker room, you got trades that are being made, you got, you know, different performances can result in different decisions. And it's all out of your control. And you can feel like this sense of anxiety as a result of those circumstances. And you are in a constant place of having to surrender and trust. And so I love what you're alluding to. It says in James chapter four, it says, submit to God. And resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. This verse is speaking of the victory we have when we surrender, when we submit to the Lord. We draw near to him, he draws near to us, and and we are literally connected to the power source, Jesus himself, and we get to walk in victory. And so this is what you're speaking to. Strength comes through surrender, not through trying harder right? So you got all these anxiety battles going on. Sometimes the answer isn't just to try harder to think better. Sometimes the answer is I just need to learn to surrender and I need to learn to trust. I need to get my eyes focused on who God declares me to be. And that is another dynamic to this whole thing too, right? So speak to that a little bit. How how does that play out, you know, learning to surrender? Let's talk right now, you're playing for the Atlanta Gladiators. How are you navigating surrendering to Christ with your dreams moving forward as a pro athlete?
1: Yeah. I think that's like the toughest thing. <laughs> like, I think that's the toughest thing to deal with in, in hockey, at least for me is, you know, surrendering my future. And, you know, like, like I said, like, there's these things that I want that, you know, maybe they're in the cards for me. Maybe they're not, I think it's safe to say I'm not going to be Connor McDavid, but, you know, I would love to still, still to progress and, you know, to do, you know, to, to play at the, you know, at the top level and, you know, be the best that I can. Um, but I think, you know, Again, a lot of it is just perspective. And I think one of the biggest things that I realize, and again, maybe it's a little bit cliche, but even just with some of the events that have gone on um, lately within the hockey world, it's like, you know, no one's going to remember me for, you know, well, Mitch had this amount of points or, you know, he, like, no one cares about that. And unless you're Wayne Gretzky, they're probably not talking about it. But what they will remember is the way that you treated them as a person. I'm trying to remember that. And that's advice that I've given before that I definitely need to take myself. But it's like, you enjoy where you're at. Because, you know, if you're in a locker room with 20 other guys who are, you know, u- unique individuals that God's given you the opportunity to meet, to get to know, to, you know, to hopefully share his love with those people. And n- not only is that what they're going to remember, it's what I'm going to remember, too. Like, I, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, it's it's awesome to be able to play professional hockey and have the privilege of playing in the American League for a bit. And, you know, would love to do that more. And I'd love to get, you know, games in the NHL. That'd be fantastic. But, you know, the most impactful moments I can think from hockey at this point in my life or you know with people they're with guys like the relationships right and so i think that's like something that i'm trying to adapt to more i guess and just take that in and, and realize that you know god's got his plan i want to enjoy where i'm at i want to obviously like that doesn't take away from the fact that it's a competitive game and i need to be competitive and I need to do the best that I can, but there's also an element of surrender you're right? Where it's and it's a daily battle. It's like so much easier said than done. And it's it's not something that like there's never gonna be a point where I'm like, yep, like I got it now, right? <laughs> I wish, yes. but I don't think that's common. But it's you know definitely something that I can get better at, right? And yeah.
0: Well, you adopting this perspective, it actually setting you free. It's not holding you back, it's setting you free because as you lose yourself and you start to compete for Christ everything goes up. Your resilience, your passion, like we were saying earlier, all those different things, your mental toughness, your focus, because it's no longer about you. And now love is driving you. You've surrendered your future. You've surrendered to the Lord. You're you're focused on eternity and you're starting to live just with victory as you're loving on people. Hockey doesn't define you. You're able to let go of control. You're able to trust God and live for him. And now you get to compete for christ rather than fighting to to validate yourself every time you hit the ice you're free and that freedom empowers you to be so much greater and honestly you've surrendered your future it's so funny because as you surrender it it's like it actually frees you to be even better it's an interesting thing
1: no it's fun and it's funny how hard it is to do right well i mean it's super like it's easy to surrender your future when you sort of hat trick last game and you know you're a first line this or whatever but it's like well when i him dash for the last game and if things didn't go so well that's when it's like "Uh oh right and then you start second guessing everything and it's just a snowball effect so but you're right it's like and most people know that right like they know that you know surrendering and you know maybe even people who aren't religious like they know that like the more relaxed they're going to be the better they're going to play right but then it's like well shoot i can't relax so it is funny how it's just it's a cycle
0: (laughs) so tying all this together you know our whole conversation has been wonderful here The anxiety battle is real, and sometimes there's a physical component to it. Sometimes there's a mental component, like the way that we think. Sometimes there's there's an emotional component, like we've discussed, but we definitely know the spiritual component is vital in this whole picture too. And it's so encouraging hearing your story because you're playing at such an elite level and honestly you're one of the best players in the entire league so it's not like you're just a you're slugging along like hoping to 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 just kind of you know make it like you're thriving but yet you have this stuff going on behind the scenes and you're learning to overcome and find victory and it's it's a victory that doesn't mean you never struggle or battle it's a victory that you have the right tools and you're learning to trust god And your confidence is a daily battle, but you're walking in victory through the power of Jesus. And it's so encouraging to see. And so as we look at this kind of holistic perspective, and we've discussed the importance of our identity in Christ, knowing that identity, that's a huge, huge freedom and and truth. And then we talk about, you know, taking thoughts captive, obedient to Christ. The word of God is so valuable. And you're also learning to navigate the parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems of your uh, going on internally that you have to be able to take those thoughts captive and recognize and be aware when your anxiety is rising and you're managing your energy levels. It's just such an interesting picture of how we can compete and overcome anxiety as elite athletes. It's a battle. It's possible to overcome. And the last thing I'll say in this, in Philippians 4, where the apostle Paul says this, he says, the Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. It will guard your heart and mind. Like When I read that, freedom is possible. Freedom from being a slave to anxiety is possible. Freedom from being a slave to fear is possible through the power of God. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. He's the ultimate one that can take those anxieties and set us free. And as we talk about surrender, the importance of surrendering and staying intimately connected to, to the Lord, that's where this ultimate victory comes and we can compete free. It's incredible. But the promise is there. If we cast it on him, the peace of God will guard our hearts and minds. How does that verse apply to you on a daily basis? How do you live that out as a a competitor week to week?
1: It's so noticeable. I know in my life, like day-to-day stuff, like when I am intentional about reading my Bible and hearing God's word and, and, you know, to be more specific, what he promises to me, right? It's so impactful in, in the way that I live my life. And there's a weight just a burden lifted off my shoulders and you know it's so easy to get caught up in the world with all the little problems you come across in a day and if you don't really you know hold that to your heart it's easy to kind of let the world over overtake you all those components that we talked about they're important like you have to be physically prepared and intentional about treating your body right if you're going you know throughout hockey season you have to be mentally prepared and but that spiritual component is just important they all interlace with each other right like they all impact each other um they all play a role and it's you know, we spend so much time specifically playing hockey, working on the physical side of things and a lot on the mental, I feel like I do, but that spiritual component makes such a big difference and it it affects everything. So, yeah, I think just, you know, staying in God's word and more you read God's word, the more, you know, you're just reading what, who God declares you to be. It's your identity. When I know my identity is a child of God, I'm, I'm a, I'm a child of God who plays hockey. That's a tool he's given me. I get to reach all these people. Like what a blessing, right? I get to play a game and it's funny because it's funny, you know, people who don't play hockey, they're like, oh, that's so cool. Like it must be so fun. I'm like, yeah, it is, but like not all of it. (laughs) Like sometimes it's not fun when, you know, I'm worried about getting sent down or worried about not being in the lineup or something like that. So don't get me wrong. It's an absolute privilege and a blessing to play hockey for a living. But, you know, there's a lot that goes into it and staying, you know, close and connected with God. It's it's tough to do without it, that's for sure.
0: Come on. So good, dude. I just love hearing your story, brother. And I'm so encouraged by you, Mitch. I, I, As we wrap this up, man, God does extraordinary things with ordinary people whose hearts are fully surrendered to him. I truly believe it. And you're living that out, man. You're you're an ordinary guy with an incredible gift to play hockey, but you got a heart for the Lord. Uh, as, as everybody here will soon find out, you got a huge gift for music as well. And that music is going to be coming live. So everybody, make sure you look up Mitch Fossier on Spotify. Spotify and on Apple and anywhere you find music here soon. Uh, he's got an album coming out. But these gifts that God has given you, and I love how you you, you see it through the lens, though, that this is not what defines you. You are an ambassador for Jesus. You're a Christian that happens to play hockey, that happens to play music, and these things are your tools to impact lives for eternity. And you're fighting for that daily. And through that that stance upon your identity, through this eternal purpose, through all of these different unique things from learning to navigate and be aware physically of your fidgeting and, and managing your emotions and managing your, your thought life. As you're navigating these things, you're living victorious. And it's an inspiration to everybody around the world, especially me too, about how we can walk in victory. We don't have to be a slave to anxiety. We don't have to be a slave to fear. We can be elite athletes and overcome this internal battle. Thank you for being that example to all of us, brother. I encourage you. And any Final comments before we wrap this up that you'd like to share with the entire community?
1: No, I, mean, I I think you just said it's an everyday battle. Like I'm saying this stuff and I'm telling it to me. You know, this is stuff that I've learned, but it's it's not always easy to, easy to apply. And yeah, like every day, it's you know, it's a struggle and it's it's something to be worked on. But it's it's also very rewarding. And yeah, that's all I got.
0: So again, we'll end on this verse Isaiah twenty six three. It says this: You keep in perfect peace. The one who keeps his eyes fixed on you because he trusts you, trust in the Lord forever. He's the everlasting rock. I love that verse. And so this promise of peace, perfect peace actually, uh, from the Lord, if we get our eyes fixated on him and we trust him. And that's been you know such the heart line of our story today. So Mitch, thank you so much for sharing today, man. Absolutely awesome. Friends, thanks for tuning in. If you have been blessed by today's conversation, please consider subscribing or sharing with a friend. We are so excited to have you a part of the Pure Encouragement community. And as always friends, keep speaking in life to those in your life. You have no idea the impact you can make when you choose to speak life to someone's soul. God bless.